when my kids were born, I was so pumped. I was so excited. I had to tell everyone, and everyone was excited to share in my excitement. It was it was great. John, that's a, a really good story. But today we're actually going to hear an even more incredible story. I, it's hard to believe. Yeah. Well, it was so amazing that people just had to share it. Hey, welcome. My name is John. My friend is Braden. We work at Covenant Bay Bible Camp together, and we've got a lot coming up this year. Yes, we do. We are finishing up our Advent season and series, which is really exciting. We're in the fourth week, and we get to kind of look to the new year. We do, and there are a few things. Uh, We've got some staff registrations. Uh, We have staff applications. Oh, you can't just register and be? You can't just register. We have some staff applications January 1st uh, opening up. So if you want to be one of the staff members here at Covenant Bay Bible Camp, head to covenantbay.ca January 1st and apply. And we have camper applications. Yes. No, camper registrations. I almost got you on that one. Ah. When are the camper registrations, John? Uh, February 1st. February 1st. Gather your friends together, make sure you register for the same week, and it's going to be awesome. And lastly, if you fall into grades 6 to 8, you're going to want to listen to this, May 19th to 21st, 2023. So That's May Long Weekend. That is May Long Weekend. We have a youth retreat planned for you, uh, so make sure to register. When that opens up, we will give you more information as time gets closer. Awesome. That was a lot. That's all my announcements. Take a breather. Uh, Take a sip of coffee. So we are in the final leg of the Advent story. And we're going to talk about, well, kind of the big part of this story. Yeah, what we have been anticipating, Mm -hmm. what we've been waiting for. So we're four weeks in now, right? No, this is our third weekend. I can't remember. But regardless, I can't. Maybe our four weeks. We're at the the big moment. Regardless. Okay, so we are looking at Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. And last week we saw, or we didn't see, but we learned about John the Baptist being born to Zechariah and Mm -hmm. Elizabeth, who were, I think I described as old as dirt. Sorry, Elizabeth and Zechariah, that was rude of me. They're younger than you are. (laughs) Still younger than me. Just, 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 I don't think they were. (laughs) What do you mean they weren't younger than me? Do you think they were? They're not younger than you. Why are you getting offended? They're older than you. Oh, okay. Otherwise, you would describe yourself as dirt. (laughs) Don't even get your own jokes. (laughs) (sighs) So old. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, Zechariah really affirmed or confirmed the idea that John the Baptist, his son, was going to prepare the way for Jesus. Yes. Yeah, it was this really cool moment. I've really appreciated speaking of and reading about Zechariah just in his... We see this transition of him questioning God, uh, being maybe unsure of his path or Mm -hmm. God's um, direction for him uh, and his son. And then, you know, being mute for nine months. And then he kind of comes into his own. He affirms that his son's name would be John and that he would prepare the way for Jesus. And he is able to speak through all of that, which is really cool. So it's this kind of stepping into and confirming God's call. And we learned last week that we can prepare our own hearts for Jesus yes. and his arrival this Christmas season, but also in, in the everyday, um, ordinary moments that we have. Yeah. Uh, we can be ready for him. Kind of a, a challenge to ourselves, but also just something to think of as we go through this preparation season. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
today's story? Yes. Uh, I think a great way to learn from stories is to imagine that you are one of the characters within the story. Oh, awesome. I'm going to be a sheep. Maybe a duck. No. What? No. Um, although you would make a great duck. You got a bit of a waddle. <laughs> I was I was not going to ask where you were going with that, but then, all right. Yep. I just went there. Okay, so um, imagine that you are one of the characters. And specifically today, we're going to imagine that we are one of the shepherds. All right. I can do that. So let me read the story. I'm going to read it in its entirety. Okay. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. Okay. And so bear with me. Here I go. Do you need reading glasses? I, I'm, I'm not old as dirt yet, but pretty close. <laughs> All, All right. <laughs> At that time, the Roman emperor, Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their home, their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, hmm. a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The mm. Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this, this sign. Mm. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's go. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and that an angel and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Hmm. So, a little bit of a longer uh, scripture passage I read, but one of the most incredible stories, I think, that's in the whole of scripture. Yeah. One of the most recognizable ones, for sure. Absolutely. And and one that every time I go back to it, it's, it's interesting because we go through this season of Advent, and then every time we go back to it, there's more to learn. Or maybe... 
we look at it differently because of our age or mm-hmm. experiences that we've gone through. And I mean, one of the reasons that scripture is a living book is because of that. It it speaks to you differently in each stage of life. Yeah. Okay. So you, yeah. you yeah. are a shepherd. Okay. Time out first. Yes. Two questions real mm-hmm. quick. Uh, what is a census and what is a manger? Okay. A census is something that the government or a government, uh, in this case, the Roman empire yep. will take and it's collecting data or statistics on people. So how many people are in your family? What are their ages? Uh, what are their genders? You Great. Know, all that type of stuff. Great. Where do they live? And then a manger uh, is a basically a feeding trough for animals. Hmm. Uh, and you got to remember, Jesus was born in a barn, in a stable. And so that was a real practical thing that was, you know, hey, this will fit a baby. It's kind of got some straw. You would have thrown food in there that would have, or straw, hay, yeah. that would have been, okay. Got it. I just always picture a manger, and sometimes I see them built as like much more of a crib shape yeah. structure. But they're, they would have been like trough-like. Yeah, okay. it would have been a feeding trough for animals. and Just checking. You know, nothing glamorous about it. Very ordinary. Ah, very ordinary. Okay. Gotcha. So imagine yep. you are a shepherd. Okay. Okay. Uh, w- Brayden, what are you feeling in this moment as you see and hear the angel or angels? Uh, well, it says that they're terrified. Okay, so right away, I think we recognize that whenever angels appear, or nearly all the time, people are terrified in Mm -hmm. the Bible. They get really scared, to to which the angel then says, don't be afraid. Right. And anyone who's ever been in those situations, like, great, okay, not afraid no more. (laughs) It's like, okay, no longer, like, don't be grumpy. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. Oh, okay. I'll better Have some patience. (laughs) I'm impatient. Like, it's kind of an impossible thing to switch. Anyway, so I think they there's probably some fear, but I think that's where we see like the reverence, uh, mm. you know, this kind of this awe inspiring, you know, a little bit of fear and trembling, but a little bit of like, like power and majesty and, uh, and honor and intrigue, curiosity, wonder, all of these things like wrapped up into one. What you would have been seeing or, you know, if I'm thinking of it, it would have been beyond anything you've ever imagined and you've never experienced before. And so it would have been a very overwhelming and maybe like um, overstimulating experience, but but good. I can yeah. only imagine this feeling of good being along with it. Yeah. And, and there's one angel, they're terrified, but then all right. of a sudden, all these angels show up and, and they yeah. start singing. Yeah. But it, did you catch what they the words that they described like it says suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others the armies Hmm. of heaven which you know when you think of angel you don't think army no you don't think warfare you think you know kind Hmm. of this cute and cuddly (laughs) type thing right sure i mean i i think of a person with wings not as so much cute and cuddly but certainly like peaceful yeah yeah so, yeah, terrifying is a good word for it, and, I think. And c- curious. Like, you'd be like, what? what's going on? This is, this something's big. Yeah. Okay, so on that question, I've talked about the feeling side of it, which we know I'm better at than you. 
that's probably that's probably fair. Okay, so talk about the the what thoughts would have been going through your head. So Ooh. you're a shepherd. You're okay. you know you're playing the scenario with us. You're a shepherd. You are whatever in the field minding your flock. First of all, the shepherds would have been out there every single night. This is a right. very ordinary thing. Super routine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you've ever known a farmer. Yeah, like you can't not get the chores done. You yeah. have to do your the work. And and so they're probably like warming themselves maybe by a fire or or doing something that uh, you know, keeps them going. Mm, cool. And and I have to think that there is this idea that like why us? Hmm. Why me? Why are you bringing this message to me? I am just a shepherd. I'm not wealthy. I don't have a bunch of influence through power or position or right. status. I'm not anyone of significance. Uh, angel, <laughs> why are you coming to me? Hmm. Um, I'm just so ordinary. And I think that's such a beautiful thought because that really kind of gives some foreshadowing of of the type of people Jesus um, was concerned about. Surrounded himself with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like people he, he like partnered with ministry and even. Yeah. Like totally. obscure, ordinary people that the world mm. didn't necessarily think much of. Yeah. People who wouldn't have held much influence. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I like, I like that. I appreciate, I appreciate those thoughts. Um, so then, okay. So that we've done the thinking and the feeling as the shepherds. Yes. So let's carry this forward. Now, what do we learn from this experience or, or more so what do we learn from their experience here? Well, I think there's, there's, there's two things. And so the first thing that I I would highlight is go and see, right? Hmm. So the, the shepherds said, we got to go see this for ourselves. So they went into Bethlehem. They had to find Jesus. Now remember the village of Bethlehem is small It's not big, so there's only so many stables around. And, and they're not going in a way that's like, well, we got to see this ourselves. We don't believe you, right? They're it's, going, it's excitement. Is that correct? I, I would think yeah. so. Or curiosity leading the way, kind of. Yeah, like cool. this is God announcing yeah. the birth of his son. Question. Yes. It's one thing to see that play out in the story today. Yeah. Really practical because mm-hmm. they could physically go and see Jesus as the baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do we do that today? Because mm. it's not necessarily like, well, I'll be back. I'm just going to go to stop in at Bethlehem at the stable to see Jesus. Right. And then, you know, have my experience. And then I'll come share that with you. Hmm. Like that's not an That's option. not a reality. That's not an option for us yeah. today. At least not that experience. How do we do that today? It's a good question. How do we go and see? Yeah. Hmm. Spitball here. No, no spitballs. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm spitballing, snowballing. I don't know what they call it. Um, you can think. <laughs> I'm thinking. So here's here's where I would I would consider that in terms of the experience that we can have with Jesus is one. We know that we're all created in God's image, right? Which means, and we know that we carry the Holy Spirit with us. Correct. I think that's another thing we spoke about in this Advent season. So actually, we can experience Jesus through other people. We can also experience mm. Jesus through prayer, through church, through groups, through conversation, through reading scripture, through reading scripture. So I think all of that then paints this picture or allows us to experience God in it, in his 
in his fullness. Now, not in his entirety, but kind right. of a well-rounded understanding or experience. So that's kind of how I think we can do it today is actually just allowing ourselves to be open to that experience and recognizing that God is in our day. Hmm. God is in the the people that we're friends with. He's in the things that we do. He is in the commute to and from school or to and from work. He's just in those little mundane or regular moments and and we can experience him there. I really like that. Cool. So... Um, so the second thing that we can learn. Yeah. My question to you. I get second, second thing. My question to you. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, if we, if that's how we go see or experience God, John, then what do we do? How do we tell people about that experience? Uh, okay. Uh, it's a good question. I think. Which would be the second thing that we can learn. Right. So go and see. Yeah. Go and tell. Gotcha. I think the reality for us is it just takes a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to beat around the bush to make it sound more easy or more grand than it is. Right. It just takes courage. It's scary yeah. at times to tell others about Jesus and our experience with him. Mm-hmm. I think the other piece on that, though, is um, in the midst of what may feel like a very ordinary story that we have, mm-hmm. um, we're not... Most of us have not seen angels like the shepherds did announcing some significant thing. Right. Um, but we do have significance within our story. Hmm. And the significance within our story is Jesus. And so I think right. we can't shortchange the significance of our story that's wrapped up in Christ um, and being willing to share that. And Hmm. I think the more we understand the significance of it, uh, the easier it is to have courage to share. I like that. Growth tip time. Growth tip time. So our growth tip is a way for each of us to grow in a relationship with Jesus. Okay, so where do you think God might be doing something? Where do you think he might be... Uh, working, um, and how could you maybe go and see that? Hmm. That's a great, great growth tip is really just ask yourself that question. Where is God doing something? And then encourage yourself, force yourself maybe um, to go and see for yourself. And remember that it might be ordinary, mm-hmm. but it probably has a lot of significance. Mm-hmm. And, and as you understand the significance of it, you'll have courage. Mm -hmm. It might even be something that you've already experienced or a place that you've been, a person you've talked to. But if you shift your perspective and say, where is God working here? We can learn a lot just from that. That's awesome. Guys, remember, there's nothing more important than a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Remember today to go and see and then go and tell people about it. Thank you so much for being a part of the Bible Story Podcast this week. We love you guys. Stay tuned for the discussion.